Well, hello to you, my been ages. Oh, How have oh, you been? I've been so well. What have Hi. you been up to? Well, we've got lots to talk about lots today. To Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us for the Woog and Berry podcast. Stick around because we've got some fun things up our sleeve. We sure do. <laughs> so, uh, who are you crushing on this week, Woogs? Oh, I'm just having trying to look up. I had, um, it was an unusual, unusual crush this week. I was in a taxi going to the airport and my taxi driver, whose name I can't remember, I'm frantically trying to look up on... Um, Sorry, I dropped you. Yeah, that's all right. No, 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 no. You know, fill the space, fill the space. Fill the space. Keep going. Do you want to know space. who my crush is? Yes, please. I've got a friend, Jane, who has just finished her law degree in three and a half years and she was working through some of that as well and... She's just a superstar. And you know when you've got a friend who just, I don't know, makes your heart swell a bit? You get a bit of that reflected yeah. glory. Yeah. And, um, and I, just wanted to do, I just wanted to do a shout out to Jane because I think she's just achieved marvellous results. She's landed herself a great gig and uh, she's, in, she's up for an award at the moment, like a know? Young Lawyer of the Year That's Award. Awesome. And so I'm just like, I think we should do a shout out every so often yeah. when you know someone Jane. who's, you know, Respect. go Jane. Go Jane. And, and she's got else. a good dose of snark in her as oh, well, so that good. just makes her even God, better. God, vanilla is so boring. Oh, vanilla. I hate vanilla. Have you ever been awarded an award? Yes. Really? Yes, I have. I won several awards when I was at school because, you know, I was a big nerd. <laughs> And uh, I always got the citizenship award because I was a nice person. So a nice person. When did that change? Mm, When did that change? Probably once I'd sort of left school and wasn't as involved in church fellowship. Okay, well, that's something I think we can explore (laughs) a little bit further. I think that's what did it. Yeah. Was, uh, you know, maybe you you need to be led back. Going to uni. Oh, uni. (laughs) Den of Sin, that Charles Sturt University Bathurst. Oh. I loved it. Do you know there was a story about up there that, that, that a group of guys uh, caught one of the sheep from one of the neighbouring paddocks? I don't know. Oh, no, I a like, goat. I don't know if I like where this is going. Slaughtered it oh. in one of the dorms. Well, that's, that's not cool. No. Can you imagine how many drugs were involved in <laughs> Drugs and alcohol were uh, played. A bit of a part was that in recently? That. No, that was a couple of years before we were there. Oh my, before we were there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope they got kicked out. I'm fairly certain they did. Yeah, assholes. It'd be hard to justify keeping them, I would say. No, no. Imagine if you um, were the. Oh, the shame. Imagine if you were the parents. And then in my last job, like salaried position job, I won best team member of the year. How do they judge that? Is there like a running race? I think, <laughs> yeah, up the fire stairs, who <laughs> gets to the top first. And let me tell you, I was pushing people down, treading on people's hands. I was going to get that yeah. glass little plaquey award. Thing. Do you know I've never, ever, ever won an award? Never won an no, award? No, I tell a lie. I won every year for the Creative Writing Prize through high school, oh. which was such an anomaly because I bom- bottomed out in every other subject. I was in the... the they didn't understand it that I would. I like that there was a creative writing award. Mm. Like at our school, there was just a normal subject, like just the subject, so English or you know. Yeah, but you went to PLC, and that place is crappy. Oh, yeah, you will miss Abbotsley Girl. <laughs> Can you believe our parents spent all that money? All that money. What a bloody waste of money. And look at where we are now. I know. 
<laughs> That's what I think. Two middle-aged, <laughs> has-been, yeah. mummy yeah. bloggers. Yeah. Hey, you didn't ask me about my crush. Oh, yeah. Who's your crush? Okay, his name is Khan. He's a taxi driver. And I was in the car and we were listening to Linda Mottram. And Linda Mottram was talking about feral cats and how they were killing all the wildlife. Mm. And um, Khan got really, really upset because they were talking about desexing, you know, bringing down the age of desexing to try and get rid of the feral cat problem. And he got very upset and he, he must bring in quite a lot. So he speed dialed in Linda, oh. um, talked to the producer and said, you know, I want to talk about the cats. And um, it's really bad because cats need their families as well. And if we get rid of the cats, we're going to have a massive rat plague. And the producer basically told him to, to piss off and that all these animals were dying. And, and then he got off the phone. He was like, oh, they never let me talk to Linda. Oh. Yeah. And he was such a nice, calm guy. And he's talking how he'd met Scott Morrison the week before oh. at the mosque and had given him a copy of the Quran. So I thought, oh, excellent. I'm going to, like, you know, trash talk Scott Morrison. I said, oh, you know, what do you think of him? And Khan goes, I love everyone. Like, oh, oh my God. Khan. I said, can you put Ray Hadley on so we can talk about Ray Hadley? He goes, I love everyone. I was like, oh. And then he gave me a whole heap of <laughs> podcasts to listen to. And, um, yeah, he was just a really nice, cool guy who was not going to be hating on anyone with me. Well, look at that. Khan. He's touched my soul. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a crush like a boom chicka wow wow. Yeah. But it was certainly a spiritual crush. Yeah. I watched um, – I watched – the so the boys went out with their dad last night and so i just lay on the lounge you know bra off nice pants off nice lie on the lounge bottle oh, of soda water it was thank so you. hot soda water yeah i know oh don't I start with your know. fucking paleo again no. keep going <laughs> so you had me until we got had I'm soda so water virtuous. anyway and uh, so i watched that michael fassbender movie called hunger now it's old now it's from 2008 and he, uh, he plays an IRA Republican who's in prison and he died. Like the, and the story, that's not a, that's not a um, spoiler alert. Like, mm-hmm. you know that he yep. dies. And I was sort of watching it because I saw that the same was hunger and I went, well, this might, this might, you know, get me back on the rails with the weight loss campaign. <laughs> that maybe how the hell he connected those How two. he's not eating. <laughs> And then how he's getting really thin. Of course, I didn't factor in the whole, you know. Like thinspo. Business. Hashtag thinspo. <laughs> you know what that means. No. Thinspiration. People oh, put it on there. Yeah. Thinspo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a Pinterest I'm gonna get up one called Thinspo. Fatspo. <laughs> I'm going to start a thing. So I seriously did. I thought this might, you know, this might kickstart me again. Anyway, geez, that was quite depressing. So you had a night off. Yeah. And you drank soda water and watched a depressing movie. Oh, yeah. my God. I need yeah. to. And he was – he got – and so Michael Fassbender, though, like, he got really thin. Like – and I sort of had vague recollections of hearing about that. And I'm – and not good thin, you know. Like, I don't think thin's good anyway. You know, he looked quite good when it started. Because mm. they were sort of in the prisons, uh, you know, at, they were all in prison. And there were these whole – there were these various campaigns of the prisoners when they were in prison because they were so badly treated – and one of them was, I think it was called the blanket war or something. And they'd only, they only had, bl- they were only given blankets. They didn't have any clothes. Mm. And uh, yeah, they were all. And I, then I felt bad because you know this was a movie about you know a really dark sort of part of English history. And I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking, gee, they're all a bit all right, aren't they? <laughs> 
it's just not right. Getting around in a sheet. That's just not right. You know. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Hey, right. do you know how we talked away, um, talked in the car on the way over about segways? Yes. I'm going to use what my favourite one is from um, Sunrise and the Today Show. Really. And a change of pace now. Oh. Isn't that the most annoying thing? Like yes. they're going, everyone has died and the world's gone to shit. And a change of pace now, a new baby elephant has been born in Dubbo. Oh. In a change of pace. They use it every single time. So what segues can we come up with? Yeah, enough talking about that. Now I'm bored. <laughs> That's the official segue <laughs> of Woog and Berry. Enough talking about that. I'm bored. Hi, Kim. Hello. Welcome back to the Woog and Berry podcast where we are talking all sorts of things. And I've got a question here from a reader. And I think it's a really interesting one with anxiety just rife at the moment, particularly with women, with one in three women now claiming to suffer from anxiety. And I can hold my hand up and say I'm one of those one in three. Oh, so um, am I. Uh, I'm so well medicated now. I know, I love my pills. Just, yes. um, so a question is how to fake being social when anxiety is eating you? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Is that's that the, probably the opposite thing of what you should do when you <laughs> that's have not anxiety. A med- that's, please don't listen to this program if looking for medical advice. Yes, and hashtag we are not doctors. Yeah. Um, I totally understand where this reader is coming from um, and not everybody is an ex- extra, ex- extrovert. Because extrovert. I'm uh, myself and you are both extroverts with an anxiety chaser, yes. which is quite rare. Yes. And we've been dealing with it in our own ways for years and have mm. sort of worked out how we can work through it. But if you are an introvert and you suffer from anxiety and you're going to a party, I totally get why you would worry. What mm. would you do? Uh, I'd make sure there was someone there apart from the host who I knew who I could just sort of hang with. Hang with. The worst thing the you worst can do is, is not go. into a room you don't know. No, the worst thing is not going. Oh, yeah. You okay. have to go. There is that too. Yeah. You have to go. Um, yeah, I think that's great advice. So make sure that you have someone there who knows the, the story. And, and the other thing is that the more you talk about it, the more people will say, yeah, me too. And you would feel so much better. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. And look, you know, we're both huge extroverts, but I walk into a room of people that I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going, hey, party time. I'm sort of going, I used to be like that, but now I just walk up to the very first person and just say, I don't know anyone here, so you're stuck with me. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're open with something that's quite bold. And, and Actually, that's quite yeah. good. I don't know anyone here, yeah, so I'm so just going to say hello to you. Yeah. That's good. If someone came up to me and said that to me, I'd go, oh, cool. It's, you know, yeah. my name's Mrs. Woog and I'm a mummy blogger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an extrovert with anxiety. Hmm. So that's what I would do, dear reader. And you are not alone. There are many, many of them out there like you. But get your shoes on, girlfriend, and go to the party. Yeah. Can I give you a scene that I recently saw at my local shopping centre? Yes, please. Rooftop car park. Mm-hmm. Over near the edge. like So the edge of the rooftop car park, looking out over the shopping centre. Yes. A not elderly man. So I would say maybe in his 40s, maybe 50s. Yeah. On a mobility scooter, mm-hmm. just stopped there. Oh, Jesus. Shirt off. Oh. Sun baking. Take from that what you will. I I think he was indulging in some mindfulness. Mindfulness. Yeah. See, I'm thinking, what that a shit crazy, crazy <laughs> man is that? And you're going, he's just practicing some he's mindfulness. He's practicing his mindfulness. He found, he's found his moment. He found himself in the moment. And 
you know, it you, sort of leads you us. Judge, a, how I, dare you? Do you know judge. my um, my um, son says to me, oh, so judgy, and so now when he judges or I judge, we both go oh, judgy, judgy pants. But uh, that's mature. Yeah, we are very <laughs> height of maturity. Um, but the mo- the man on the mobility scooter leads me into what is currently what's on my list this week oh, okay we talk about what's on, what's the, list? on the list oh gosh maybe Who we should explain? say yeah. yeah so on the list is because you can also hashtag on the on list, list uh, is basically about if someone if someone is or something is really annoying you or has really pissed you off or basically is the cause of a level of irrational hatred uh, my list is quite extensive, but things fall off it and things go on it and it's quite a movable feast. Mm. And my current irrational hatred, and this is going to peg me as being ageist and all the rest, but immobility scooters, <laughs> I just want to kick them. See, I'm jealous. See, I just want to go up and push them off. I'm so jealous. Wheel. I would love to have a mobility oh. scooter. God, it's just like it eats me Why? up. Why? Why? I don't know. Well, See, yeah, I think that, that, well, I think you've got to sort of need to work dig that. a little deeper on that because that's no, I don't know what it is. That's not only ageist; <laughs> it's moronic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm. There's no justification for it. There's a, and and because internally, I can do the whole thing of like this person would otherwise be stuck yeah. like inside their home, or that this is giving them greater quality Were you of hit life by a mobility scooter when you were a small <laughs> no. child? And I actually once saw, because I live very close to a really big retirement home. Oh, okay. I'm starting to connect the dots now. No, but there was an old lady driving, or an elderly person, an old elderly lady driving hers along on the footpaths. Yeah. And the, the foot, one section goes down quite steep and then, and she was going up the other side and she went back. Oh, I, I bet you didn't help her. I did help yes. her. Yes. And this was a long time ago. But, you know, it was like, oh, my God. And I felt really bad for her. Yeah. But I still, mobility scooters, I just want to kick them. Do you? Yeah. What's your irrational hatred? Well, I, I just hate wanting television. Oh, you yeah, you can't watch it. I know. Um, I've also banned myself from talkback radio. Oh, good. Because it was affecting my mood. Yeah, good. Um, I'm glad about that. Yeah. I, I sort of dibbled and dabbled with that oh and oh, I'm on the do not call list but they obviously ignore that some lovely lady she had a beautiful accent she was Irish rang me last week and I let her do the whole spiel about some timeshare bullshit because I was really bored at home yeah and I was looking for some distractions and um, then I told her that I wasn't interested and she said you know well what about this one and I said no thank you and then she said what about this one and I said I'm, I've got no money I've got no money and it was only until I said that that she would let me go. But I felt really bad because I encouraged her to believe that I was actually going to partake in the timeshare Gold Coast scenario when I had no intention of doing so. Was that? Did they ring? So you I on? think I am. I am on the list. Did you ring? Yeah, you are literally on a list. I'm, I'm on their list yeah. now. Was that on your landline phone? That no, you got my back? mobile. <gasps> I don't really? have a landline phone. I've got a landline phone. I've, I I just don't answer it because I know they're just people calling me for money. Timeshare. And, um, <laughs> and I, don't even, I don't even listen to my answering machine. I've got 18 unlistened to messages on my answering machine. Oh, that's probably my Irish friend trying to track you down. <laughs> We're on the same list on 18. the list. I've also got this. I mean, there's so many people on my list, but I can't say them out loud because um, 
of neighbours and <laughs> teachers and things like that, you know. So, whereas the, mine is a much more blanket. Yeah, and yours is weird. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> hey, what's on your Christmas list? Um, for well, uh, I think I'm just going to go and have a break, and I'll be right back because okay. I need to go to the toilet. Oh, toilet stop. Go to the toilet. Toilet. I'll see you soon. Okay. Well, welcome back to the Woog and Berry podcast. Hello. I'm Mrs. Woog and I'm here with my friend Kim Berry. Hello. How are we going? We're going well. Now, in our break, um, Adam, who we've now discussed, will be our little friend. Yes. He's the producer. friend. Um, he knows everything and he even knows that there is a banana phobia support group for people like Kim and my sister. Oh, I'm not phobic. I just hate them. Um, and I just thought if there were other people out there who, you know, were in the same situation as um, Kim and my sister Nick, just there is help there for you. Yeah. <laughs> what happens at no, the end of years that you just love? What happens at the end of yeah, what? Yeah, end of the year. Oh, the end of the year. I love when holidays start and I don't have to make school lunches. Oh, every fucking Every fucking day. day. It's just like no school lunches. Every day. I. What's that noise? Yeah. Oh, that's a truck. Let's ignore that. We are on a very busy road here at the Town, Town and Country. Country. Uh, Wooshka Studios. Thanks for having us. Um, do you know what I'm going through hell right now with? Mm, let me guess. Don't say perimenopausal because <laughs> I will hit you. Uh, does it involve dance? It does. It involves dance concerts and acro concerts and musical theatre. And I'm not that mum. I'm just not that mum. Oh, my God. So, yeah, last week was uh, one of the concerts. and it How was long did just, it go for? I, it was three hours. Three hours. At the Glen Street Theatre. And how much did you pay for that joy? I just, I don't want to talk about it, but there was a bar. It was like well, the saving grace. It was, like, know, it was like an oasis. Small mercies. An oasis that sort of rose from. <laughs> but I'll tell you something interesting. There were some obvious people who had been doing this for a long time and they bought their own eskies. <gasps> Stop it. Yeah, they were getting on it at the kids' concert. Oh, that's good. So, Take your own eskies. Yeah, there were... Th- a few, there were th- get a few stollies <laughs> in there. There was um, 32 <laughs> items of which my son was in the fourth. But, of course, they have to hang around to the end because they're all in the finale where they just sort of jump up and down on the stage and there's no sort of coherency that happens there. But do you want to know how I got out of going to this concert? Well, actually, technically, I didn't get out of the dance concert. I Because we both have boys who dance. I volunteered yeah. to be the oh, parent helper nice. at the back. So I didn't have to pay for a ticket. Just had to hang out with the kids in the back room waiting for their, co- their go. Then went on and then watched them from just on the side of the stage and then took them back off again. Nicely played, but you Kim can't Berry. you Nicely can't take played. a bottle of wine backstage with you. Well, I that suspect. is true. That is true. Um, and the, the thing that gets me is that I get so angst driven by the whole thing because you get documents and documents and documents of like this is the hairspray you should use and this is the lipstick you should lo- use and this is what and um you know we just want everyone to have fun and it's all about <laughs> the kids. But if but you don't if wear your bun, isn't correct. Yeah, you I will not will cut be. You. Uh, you will not be in the photos if you are <laughs> wearing the wrong coloured flesh stock. 
but it's going to be really cool and we're so laid back about it. And if you're late, you will not be on stage. There's nothing laid back about a dance studio. There is studio. nothing laid back. Nothing. And, and I bitch and I moan and I whinge to everyone who wants to listen, which is just the cat. Um, but the moment they step out on that stage, all is forgiven and forgotten. Really? Yes. I'm not feeling it. Really? Well, I have to say that in case they listen. Oh, that's true. Because I remember once I wrote about concerts on um, on the blog woogsworld.com and uh, one of my readers just went to town and had the biggest bitch about them and then the school found out and contacted her and asked her that perhaps oh. she should remove her daughters from that particular no. dance academy. Yeah. See, Claire, nothing laid back Claire. about dance schools yeah so i thought that was quite brutal no look of course you love it when your kids up there on stage and dancing i mean it's fabulous but don't you now have such great respect for your own parents who sat through all of those school concerts and all of those dance concerts for all of those years No, it was totally different back then it was held in a hall it was free <laughs> and you'd have to pay fucking 45 dollars for a dvd copy of it oh that is true that is true it was just in the scout hall yeah it was like on know, a Saturday I morning. Did, I did dance for all of about <laughs> one season. What sort of dance did you do, Kim? It was tap. And everyone got up on stage and everyone got the, you know, certificate of participation. Yeah. Plus something else except me. I was the only one who got the participation certificate and that was all I got. No wonder you left. That's all I got. But the, and the, here's the other thing, though, Kim. My do we dance give, career was shortly. We, we we over reward everyone. I think yeah. there shouldn't be an award for everyone. No, that's yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, there should be a best and fairest, and then that's it. My um my dance career was shortly followed by my um. Don't say recorder. No, don't don't say flute. Netball career. Okay. Uh, which lasted one training session, which was then followed by the tennis camp where myself and two other kids had to be taken into a separate room to practice what was our right and what was our left. <laughs> so imagine a, a scout hall full of kids in rows and doing forehand, backhand, practice forehand, backhand. And so without fail, like, you know, I, my backhand would be my forehand. And yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think um, my parents sort of knew... My yeah, well, you're an academic. We're going to be elsewhere. You're you're an academic. I did though. play the clarinet. Of course, you did. And then I went on to play the bassoon. Of course, I mean, because like so many people choose the bassoon. the bassoon. How do you spell bassoon? Go. B a double s double o n. How do you spell bamboo? Go. Bamboo. B a m b double o. How do you spell baboon? B a b double o n. And you've just been listening to the spelling bee <laughs> with Woog and Berry. She really is quite the brainiac. Oh. Yeah, but I wasn't an A-grade student. I was a nerd, but I wasn't an A-grade student. Oh, God, you're just such a disappointment. It was. It was disappointing all round. Where did you shine? Where did I shine? Um, I started buying Gourmet Traveller magazine in year eight. Yeah. And I used to host dinner parties. Yeah, you are an exceptional cook. I think food was my thing. I did a lot of music and a bit of sport at school. Did you patch off? No, I was at all girls school. And I went to fellowship. I was a good Christian girl. There was there was no pashing off. Oh God! I had my first kiss when I was sixteen, and the guy was a family friend of someone else. It was a street party, 
in Gordon. <laughs> that and would have been rocking. And for those who he, don't know, we Gordon is part of the lower North Shore, North Shore, and it's very posh. It's yes. Although we were that whole scenario of worst house in the not the best street either, but you know. So yeah, so we had a so we um we sort of hit it off, and then he took we walked went for a walk around the block, and then when he came back to our house, he gave me a kiss at the front gate, and then I was completely in love with him and was convinced we would be together forever. Oh sweet! So he worked at uh, he worked at Myers, which was oh, then called Grace Brothers, Grace Brothers in yeah. Chatswood. So I wrote him a card and took it into him. Story, and he had a quiet word with me that he was going to be heading home, and he just really wasn't sure. Um, he used you. He wasn't sure. Uh, he had to find some things out about himself, oh. which I now realise was probably code for the fact he was probably gay. Yeah. So that was the first kiss. That's nice. And there wasn't another one for quite some oh, time. Oh really? Oh yeah. I didn't. You know. Oh, I was into it. Were oh, you? Was, oh yeah. Really? You were, oh, th- were you throwing the leg over? Oh, God, no. <laughs> what sort of girl do you think I am? I was at the end of year 11 when that happened. Oh, all right. Thanks, Mum, for listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, awkward. but I had, been, um, I had been going out with this lovely boy for six months and I said that we could do it at the end of the year if we talked about everything to do with pregnancy and STDs. So that was sexy. Wow. Poor you're, guy. You're a diehard romantic, I know, aren't you? I know. But he, he hung in there. He hung in. He hung, he hung around for a few years. I was so obviously was, quite good at it, wasn't I? A natural. I was a natural. <laughs> hey, um, when was your – so when was your first kiss? Uh, end of year eight. Right. Yeah. Where were you meeting these boys? You're in an all-girls well, school I was like a, I was. I wasn't a nerd like you were. <laughs> I was out and about, I was. Out and about? I was going off to watch the rugby boys. Oh. And going to some country parties back in the day. Oh, all right. I wasn't meeting any fellas at fellowship, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Where did you... Okay, we're going to go there. Where did you meet your husband? Your ex-husband, sorry. Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain. We worked at Pizza Hut and that was in the time when Pizza Hut's uniform was a red and white striped top and then a grey wraparound skirt. Nice. One size fits all. Okay. But it was one size fits all except for Kim, <laughs> Kath and Kate. Did you have to sort of put yours the together? The three of us had to sew another half <laughs> of a skirt on. I was kicking all the goals. <laughs> All the goals. Yeah, you met your, and, the father um, of your children and then, at the pizza and hut. And you had to sort of, and then when you did it, because it still didn't sort of wrap the whole way around, you then had to safety pin down the, you know, the Okay, the I'm joint. just going to put it on record here that Pizza Hut are fattests. <laughs> now, fattest, for those who don't know, are people like my old neighbour, Peter, who oh, um, Peter. asked me one day when I was walking down the street when I was due... And I wasn't ever due again because I wasn't pregnant. So I was really awkward because I thought, like, maybe I should just lie. And yeah. like, but then if a baby came along, it would get awkward. So, yeah, Peter's a fattest. Um, mm. Our Prime Minister is a fattest. Yes. Now, this is a good story. Shall we just have a break and come back? Sure. Okay. We'll see you soon. Welcome back. You're listening to Woog and Berry podcast. Now... Mrs. Woog. Yes. We were just talking about fattists. I know. And you dropped a bit of a bombshell. I did. And I'm going to go there. Yeah, go there. Mm. I um, used to write for 
Wendy Harmer's site called The Hoopla, which was a really great independent women's site. Um, and I went, wrote a weekly column there for a couple of years. And Wendy, who's a gal about town, was at a function once with um, Malcolm and Lucy Turnbull. When Malcolm said to her, geez, I like that Mrs. Woog. She's a really great writer. I always enjoy wow. reading. I know. And I thought, and Wendy told me, and I thought, oh, that's really nice. And then she went on to say, and then he asked me if you were a big girl. <gasps> oh, Malcolm. Do I write fat? <laughs> I, wow. I, I'm a size 16, so I'm like your average woman. woman. I wow. just did not know how to... What to Malcolm, think? Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. That's he having not appropriate. A, yeah, was he having a bad day? I'd like to think so. Yeah, I just don't think that that's... Um, it's it's look look we probably shouldn't we shouldn't go into politics probably on our on on our podcast but I do quite like Malcolm, I do quite like Malcolm too. I like Mike too. I do like Mike too. I didn't it's for a, a New long South time. Wales New South based Wales premier sort of comment, um, but um, I'm not across all the other mm, premiers. But, but um, I'm not afraid to say that I loathed Tony Abbott. Well, no, neither am I. But what woman didn't? A lot of people like him. I had a fight with a, a girl at the canteen the other day. Really? We were on canteen duty together. And she was like, he's amazing. He does um, surf lifesaving with my husband. And I said... That doesn't mean he's a good person. Uh, yeah, like, great. <laughs> we had a standoff over the garlic bread. It was quite oh. awkward for everyone. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I was never a fan of, of Tony. So, the fattest oh. comment. What do you reckon about that? Um, just bizarre. Just crazy. Yeah, yeah. I just put it down to the, like, I write fat. I've got fat fingers, fat T-bones, and it just oozes out from the screen. <laughs> hey, do you want to talk about the time that we went out to dinner with um, Julia Gillard? Oh, yes. Wasn't that a, just a That was trip. great. That was great. I actually, um, I'd just recently had back surgery, and on the way out there, my back, this is not pleasant, started to ooze so I sat through the whole thing. <laughs> I did not know this. With my back basically developing a nice, tasty staph infection. Oh, that's right. You had to go back to hospital. Yes. Oh, is that from the Rudy Hill tape? Okay, I'll give you <laughs> well, the back it's not story. from the- <laughs> uh, A group of uh, mummy bloggers were invited to go out to, um, to meet with Julie. And when I met her, and this is no word of a lie... When I met her, I said, it is nice to meet you, Julia Roberts. She did. I was standing there next to our then Prime Minister and Kate came swanning up and went, it's so lovely to meet you, Julia Roberts. And it was like, that'd be Gillard. Yeah, yeah. So I obviously made such an impression the first time I met her that she invited a group of us out to dinner at the Rooty Hill Tavern. And this was pre-election time, so she was trying to sort of probably... Tapping and, and all the journos, all the jaded fucking journos, and you Mark Latham sitting at the bar there, and oh, you stupid women, you know, yes. you're just being used as a mouthpiece for fucking Gillard. And we're like going, oh yeah, like of course she has an agenda. We're not stupid, <laughs> but we actually control what we write about, dickhead. Um, yes, I didn't like him. I met him that night, and he wasn't very pleasant. But, but Hugh Rivington. Oh, what Hugh a beautiful was man! Lovely. Yes, he, he was, was nice. not he mocking. Was a, he wasn't mocking. He was a keeper. We yeah. had very good chats with him. Yeah, but the rest of the mainstream journalists out there, and that we've filed past, and they're all taking photos. Look, there she is with the mummy bloggers. And I swear to God, they must think we're stupid. Yeah. Well, of course they do. Uh, okay, whatever. You know, we write we write about things 
Well, we've got the freedom. The way we want to. Yeah, we've got the freedom to be able to write we what want we to. want. Did you like that? Want to. The way we want to. Yeah. Yeah, it's been talking for a while classy now. Classy yeah, it's classy. But it was, what was interesting was the fallout afterwards um, when I found my mug on the front page of the uh, Sydney Morning Herald um, with sort of a really sort of badly nasty co- sort of article. Yeah, that was nice. And then a few weeks later, there's Media Watch. You know, oh, the media watch. The media watch, and you were on there. I was on there. I was on there, and they gave me this bogan voice, which is not unlike my real voice, but it wasn't <laughs> my voice. And I grew up in the West, so I'm allowed to say that I'm a Westie, and I'm proud of it. Um, but yeah, they gave me this bogan voice, and the whole, you know, since then the whole blogging thing has died down a lot. You know, it's more normal now to have an That's online right. presence or an online persona or whatever you bloody want to call it. Mm. But back then, geez, that was fascinating it stuff. Was, it was, yeah, it was. I stopped blogging after that. Really? I sort of got stage struck. Stage struck? Fright. Stage fright. Yeah. Star struck. No, I wasn't star struck. <laughs> I had stage fright. I just... Um, oh, in it Yeah, can. I totally lost my mojo. And I really only came back to it this year. Yeah. Yeah, but it can... It's very easily... It can very easily happen yes. when you realise how many people you're speaking to yeah. and then you like you become paranoid and yeah. then you go, oh, fuck it, like just that's keep it, going. And that's exactly – well, I sort of did the paranoid thing and then yeah. sort of went, no, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> no, but once you very foolish because I, you know, actually teach a course about it. So it was sort of like, oh, yeah, and here's my blog that hasn't been updated in five months. Whoops. Yeah. Um, now, moving right along, yes. what are you reading at the moment? Oh, I have um, – there is a writer, a young American writer, who's living in Mudgee. Really? She. Uh, what did she do to deserve that? She fell in love with an Australian. Oh. In America, and followed him back here. Her name is Summer Land. Summer Land. Summer is her first name, and Land is her last name. And she's written a book called Summer Landish, and it's and she's young, but it's her autobiography, and she is a corker. What a cracking read. It's a great book. Um, she's got a very good um, sense of humour. Yeah. Uh, she's like your typical American sort of cheerleader with a potty, potty mouth on her. <laughs> and she's married this gorgeous Australian and they're living out in Mudgee and she's just like going, what the fuck? Oh. Mudgee. Yeah. So I've read her book called Summerlandish. I can highly recommend it. And the other book that I can highly recommend is Jane Caro's Plain Speaking Jane. Oh, I've got that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once you crack that open, you won't put that down. That was a really good read. And and she's touring at the moment. So if you can get along to watch um, her speak, it's well worth the time. Right. I, what are um, you reading? I'm reading Magda's book. I'm desperate to read. Can I borrow yes. it? Yes. Yes, you can borrow Just it. Just put your name in it. Yeah. Okay. I will. Uh, and I've, I'm relatively, you know, I'm early, I'm only early into it, but it's fantastic. I have a troubled history with reading. Um, not in that I can't read, but, <laughs> but that just um, finding a book that catches my, yeah. catches my, hooks you, hooks me in. Yeah, um, and then finding the time. Yeah, uh, because generally once I stop and sit down, I generally fall asleep. Yeah. So, uh, to you know, people sort of go, "Oh, I have to read before I go to sleep." I'm like, "Really?" Because I'm sort of like almost <laughs> as before I'm even hitting that pillow. So, but I'm trying to. I'm. I've set myself a little goal to really restart my my reading yeah. campaign it's really important don't don't are you in a book club no yeah i just uh, you don't like a book club because i was actually thinking i think i'd quite like to be part of a book club okay you well, don't I'm like not, the idea I'm not, of it i'm not coming <laughs> no i appreciate oh, they are for some people because to me it's too much like high school 
Oh, oh I've got to fucking read that book. I'm going to talk about the book and the oh, characters okay. and all that stuff. No, all I'm right. not interested. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, that's a fair call. Whereas I view it as a chance to drink wine and just get out of the house. Yeah, I don't need a book to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it right, am I? No, no. I like to snuggle up on the couch on a Sunday afternoon with a good book. You know, and I tend to read, like, batch read. Like, I will read in a day. I'll knock over a book oh, really? in a day. Yeah, Rosie Waterland's book, which I named, I cannot remember. I read it in one afternoon. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm a speed reader as well. But only half of it gets retained. Um, now, one of the other things I wanted us to touch on were uh, episodes or experiences of public humiliation. I have them with alarming regularity. Mm-hmm. And so I thought this would be, why not? Why not celebrate the humiliation by humiliate, humiliating myself again, yeah, talking about by it? By sharing it. No, because it's important. Because there's so much perfection in the world that I think I want, it's our duty. I basically duty. want our listeners to know that they're not alone. No, okay. If they've walked around a shopping centre with, to- with you know, toothpaste smeared across their cheek unknowingly. Looks like jizz. All right, yep. It's all I've right. used jizz twice so far. This is terrific. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a story. I was in The Chemist once waiting for my script and it was very packed because it was a Monday morning. So all the old ducks were out yep. and um, one of the old ducks was deaf and she was trying to talk to her and it was all just very loud and there was so many people. So I went and sat out side on the, on the chair. I'd given my script in and I was talking to the nice old lady who, who agreed with me. It was a bit hectic in The Chemist that morning. Yeah. And... Um, well, she was a lovely, lovely lady. So we're talking about this and that. And then I did, a, like, sneeze, right? I had to sneeze. And when I sneezed, oh dear. I farted quite oh. loudly. And, I, like, you couldn't deny it. It was one of those things that you couldn't go, like, that didn't happen. Like, it happened and it reverberated on the seat. Oh. And she looked at me and she said, God bless you, from both ends. <laughs> So that was a, a, someone taking something that could have been horrendous and turning it into a laugh. I'll never forget her. Wow. Public farting is a big one, you yeah. know. You've got to own it, though. Oh, I mean, geez. Kate Middleton farts. Well, that's true. But it would be with a little flourish, don't you think? And it would be like Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> a little smell, squirt of Chanel. It'd smell like, yeah. Bit of, yeah. Okay, let's not go down that path yet. So uh, what about you? I um, I'd bought a couple of new... Uh, linen material shirts for this summer. Oh, you're such a practical girl. And I was just like, you know, they're sort of light and airy. And anyway, I bought them and I tried them on at home and like, great, they fit, they're fantastic. Hallelujah. And I went, uh, I had to go to my psychiatrist appointment Mm -hmm. and then I went into Chatswood, which is a shopping centre in Sydney or a shopping suburb in Sydney with a fancy pants shopping centre called Chatswood Chase. So I went into the chase because I wanted to, uh, I needed to go just get some things and I knew that I'd be able to find them in there. And I'm walking around and I'm thinking, people are looking at my hair. People are checking out my hair because I've got a pretty fancy pants new haircut. Well, it's not new anymore, but it was since um, the family realignment. And uh, chop off your hair. That's another really good get a family cat, chop realignment and I had to get, oh my God, we're going to talk about my boobs again. Okay. I had to get some new bras. And so I'm in David Jones and, you know, the little old biddies helping with bras. And I find one that I found one that I really liked. And I went, right, I'm going to pull my shirt on over the top just to check that yeah. it, look, you know, it sits well and not. And I pulled it on and just went, <laughs> and you know, when something 
you just realise something really bad's just happened or, you know. Yeah, yeah, you get that adrenaline surge. That adrenaline and yeah. you get that hot sweat. Yeah, and you're going, holy hell. And I just went, Boop. It was so see-through. Oh, no. That you know how they often put a little <laughs> little um, bow with some little diamantes in the middle of your bra? Yeah. You could see them through the fabric. So I'm standing there in this cold, dead panic in the going, oh, my God, I've just walked around. And then I went, I went to my shrink in a see-through <laughs> shirt. And then I still had stuff to do. Like I still had shops to, places so to go. The logical Kim would have gone and gone over to Bonds and bought a singlet top. Yeah. And I just didn't even think of that. I just tried to look inconspicuous as I walked around. Because you're so inconspicuous no, no looking eye with this hair that is like a funked up sister. <laughs> no eye contact with anyone. Just, just yeah. having your boobs out. I know, having my boobs out. And my ample girth, quite oh, visible right. through the... Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. Note so to that's self. My, where, that's where my tale this week. From? Are you going to um, go there? They, are, they, are, they were from Easy Buy. I see. They weren't so easy, were they, in the end? Nope. So there you go. That's my tale of public humiliation this week. Okay, well, you know, next week. There'll be one next week. Don't you worry. Oh, week after Don't week. You mind I could my write word. a book. <laughs> could write a book. <laughs> Well, Wooks, that brings us to the end of our second episode. That's a lot of talking going a on. Lot of Jeez, talking. we could just keep going and going and going, but Adam wants to go home now. And uh, so we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Treat yourself. Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained and rode us all the way to New Orleans. I and in my dirty red bandana I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues <laughs> Windshield wipers slapping time I was holding Bobby's hand in mine We sang every song that driving knew <laughs> <laughs>